I'm actually quite surprised it took four episodes to get to these things, but here we finally are. And I know a lot of people are probably going to expect me to just slam booty bands and go on a bit of a rant, but I want to actually use this to educate people a bit more in depth as to why I dislike them for the majority of people and the majority of the time. So not only do booty bands not provide adequate muscle building tension and damage, but they also alter joint mechanics leading to less optimal muscle recruitment and range of motion. So in simple terms, they make it harder to properly train a muscle and they don't provide enough stress to the muscle and train it hard enough to make it grow. And it's crazy because so many people believe that this this uh, tight contraction and this burn will equal more growth and strength. And the main problem that I have with these freaking booty bands is that all these influencer fit chicks who genetically just have large behinds anyway, they put on some seductive clothing and they make their own booty bands and they market them and they sell them and they take they either consciously or subconsciously, I don't know, most of the time, but they take advantage of young girls and boys, but mainly girls, who, who look at them all the time on Instagram and think that by buying their booty bands or their programs are going to make them look like them. But in reality, using the booty bands 100% did not get them there. So for example, this is a product description of a set of booty bands that I found. And I'm quoting here. With booty bands, you will immediately feel the difference. The hip bands will just cause your glutes to fully activate. And the results are a bigger, stronger butt. Try to squat with and without the hip bands and you'll see exactly what we mean. Booty pump in full effect. The hip bands won't just make your glutes activate more, but it will better activate all of your leg muscles and hips as well. It's just the glutes that are most noticeable because people typically have trouble keeping them activated throughout the entire movement. Bullshit. If we take a quick look into how muscle is built, you'd already know if obviously you listened to episode two about training to failure, but muscles need tension, they need damage, and they need metabolic stress. Tension primarily being the more important of the three. And we know tension is created through heavy weight and by pushing close enough to proper muscular failure to recruit enough muscle fibers. The booty bands simply aren't going to provide the amount of tension and motor recruitment necessary to elicit the effects of hypertrophy and and muscle building. The glutes are an extremely strong muscle group designed to generate a lot of force and power. And while... Your booty will certainly feel fatigued while using these bands, but it doesn't equal growth and it doesn't mean they're going to grow much in size. And if anything, as I'll talk about later on, they may impact the ability for the glutes to work and for the uh, for the joint to actually move through an adequate range of motion, which is another thing required for muscle growth. The second problem is that they're marketed for muscle activation. As you re- as you listen in that that booty band spiel I just said from a, a someone selling one, they're marketed to activate your muscles. But in reality, there are generally only three ways that a muscle won't activate. So one is, so we have spinal nerves. So the brain sing, sends a signal down the spine and then spinal nerves come out of the spinal cord and out of your spine and it sends a signal to the muscles that it's trying to work and trying to use. The only time it won't, uh, one of the only times it won't activate is if the, the spinal nerve or the spinal cord has been cut. 
So literally cut and it physically can't send a signal from the brain to the muscle. So think uh, a car crash or a knife wound or a neck injury where uh, the a neck bone slips and physically severs the spinal cord. This is where people get paralyzed and become para or quadriplegics. Their nerves literally can't send the signal to turn on or quote-unquote activate the muscle. We then have neuromuscular conditions. So we have multiple sclerosis, which is it's like a group of diseases that will progressively weaken a muscle and cause a loss of muscle mass. And then motor neuron disease, where there's it's another group of diseases that primarily actually affects the motor neurons, so in the, the nerves that um, send signals. Um, over time, they, they, get, they degenerate and they get weaker. The muscles get weaker and don't work. And eventually, those muscles, it causes paralysis. We then have neuromuscular inhibition. And this is where after an injury around a joint, the brain actually itself down-regulates output to a muscle uh, as a protective mechanism to further prevent further injury to a joint because it senses, okay, my back's weak and I've injured it. And I don't want my glutes to be working um, 100% because it it doesn't believe that the back and the hip joint can handle the standard forces. So it kind of says, all right, I'm not going to send as much signal there just to protect me further on. But otherwise, your muscles activate just fine. And it's simply either the exercise selection you are using is wrong for the muscle you're trying to grow and or the technique and the setup of the exercise you've chosen is wrong. And a good example I like to use is a split squat. If you push your knees over your toes, it will place a lot more tension and load through the quads. So then the quads will have to extend the knee to get you back up. Whereas if you keep the shin vertical and then just sit your bum back, it will place a lot more tension in your glutes and because you get more hip flexion and the glutes are loaded and now they have to work to extend your hip to get you back up. And it's very common for people to complain about not feeling their glutes working, but then you see them making errors in their exercise selection like this. And then they think using a booty band will fix this issue because they feel the burn more before their train, but the physiology and the biomechanics behind it is completely wrong. And some people think I'm just a cranky pants who likes to shit on booty bands, but they don't realize I'm doing it for a good reason. I actually want you to train properly and get the most results and benefit from the time and energy you are spending in the gym. Even though it can be fun, like for for me, taking the piss out of influencers on Instagram and having a laugh with people, I'm not doing it for fun. I'm doing it to try and help you avoid bullshit and gimmicks in your training and all the stuff you're doing to try and get your results. Now, as I said before, in some cases, using a booty band can actually impede the target muscle because it makes it do an action or it puts the joint in a, the hip joint in a position where it isn't as strong. So the perfect example is a hip thrust. The glute maximus, which is the big one we are trying to train, primarily does hip extension. So think back and forth. You push your bum back and then your glute squeeze and get you back forward. So back and forth, front to back. If you push out against a band, the glute med is pushing out against the band laterally and and rotating your femur, whilst the glute max is also trying to contract front to back like we just went over and pull the hip joint the other way. So here we get the, the intent is to do abduction, so push outwards and rotate outwards, but the glute max, the one we're trying to grow and get big and strong, is best trained and grown with extension back and forth, and you can't do both effectively at once. 
This will limit your extension range of motion, which is what we need to train the big glute muscle that everyone wants. But also it will diminish the overall recruitment of those muscle fibers because you can't maximally recruit those fibers with range of motion and tension and load while you're trying to push your femur and your leg in another direction. You can still train hip hip abduction, but just do it with a separate exercise. It's almost like trying to do a pec fly and a front raise with a cable at the same time. You wouldn't do it. You're taking the shoulder joint and trying to go into separate directions with it. You're trying to go into adduction with the pec fly and then flexion with the front raise. But then for some reason, people think that bands with the, the hip thrust will increase their glute growth and make it easier when in the same principle, you're trying to go two different directions. And lastly, I just want to quickly talk about sensation. Just because you feel a burn or a good squeeze, it doesn't mean that the muscle is getting worked adequately or that you will grow from that exercise. Like I said earlier, you can burn your glutes very well with a band and you can feel a pump and a crazy contraction, but if there isn't enough tension to recruit all of the muscle fibers and push close to muscle failure, like if you listen to episode two and we talk about pushing close to failure and how it increases the recruitment of all the muscle fibers to grow, you aren't going to grow or make strength gains in your glutes. And a good question that I like to use when I explain it to some of my clients is, what do you think would grow the, uh, the most muscle? Four times eight, um, four sets of eight reps of a heavy hack squat or a leg press or a one-minute sprint on a stationary bike. The leg press or hack squat is going to provide more of an adequate stimulus for muscle building and strength gain because you get the tension and the muscle damage through a large range of motion. The bike will probably feel harder and it'll be more tiring and it'll burn, but that's just because there's a buildup of lactic acid, and, and that's literally it. The feeling and the burn from the lactic acid doesn't mean you're going to get optimal growth because you haven't placed enough tension or muscle damage or gone through a large enough range of motion. Booty bands, though, as, as much as I say all of this, they aren't all bad. There are two instances where I will use booty bands with a client. One is rehabilitation. So using booty bands or resistance bands can provide a low level of resistance. Remember that, low level that makes it hard for a muscle to work after injury or after um, atrophy. So this is not only a time where the band may be sufficient enough to elicit hypertrophy or growth, but it can also help to get the brain to learn how to use the muscle properly again um, after that neuromuscular inhibition without placing undue stress on a recovering joint. And then uh, second, so warming up, and note I'm saying warming up, not activating, uh, warming up a specific joint for a specific reason. So examples, again, may include rehabilitation, but also prior to things like sprinting and field work, where I want the athlete to warm up their hip musculature specifically within our total warm-up. Along with them, we get the added bonus of they can feel their hips. Um, their hips are being used to stabilize um, and uh, accept force when landing and to avoid dropping of the hip. So the, the booty band actually provides an easy stimulus that will pull an athlete's leg in if they aren't loading their hips adequately. So they do their skater hops. So um, if you do 10 meters of skater hops, it'll prime that muscle and warm it up. And it will get them the sensation if they can't let the leg, um, they can't let the band pull their leg in. So it just primes the motor pattern and the feeling that I want for them. But just please don't think that a booty band is going to give you more muscle or growth or strength just because it burns or feels like it contracts more. Um, that's pretty much it. So 
As always, if you have any questions or you want further resources or education, um, just simply let me know, get in touch, and I'll be happy to help as always. And just as as an ending note, remember I'm doing this to help. I'm not just doing it to shit on things that you're used to doing or that you enjoy doing. It's not personal, and some people take it that way, but booty bands, they're just extremely well marketed and aligning the pockets of influencers at your expense. So my job is to stop that and to get you training more effectively and efficiently. So thanks for all the support with the first few episodes. It's been quite overwhelming and the the podcast seems to really have been beneficial to quite a few people, which is awesome and, and I'm stoked because I enjoy doing it and I find that a, pe- a lot of people are finding benefit from it. So it's a, it's a double whammy. Um, and if you think this would be valuable to someone, it'd be awesome if you could please share it with them or even... A lot of people have been sharing it on their Instagram and tagging me. That always, That's always extremely appreciated. And, and yeah, um, that's pretty much it for today. So until next time, hate us.